<laughs> okay. Welcome to Get It Together. I'm your host, Pete Straub. And I'm your host, David Huff. Hello, David. Hi, Pete. It's actually been a minute, so I feel like we... We have to reintroduce to, ourselves. Yeah, we need to... Legitimately? Just, yeah. You know, yeah. just sort of take our time. Well, we've been... Uh, so, those listening, uh, to provide a bit of context, we've been chatting for like the past hour about yeah. life. We're just, actually just catching up, sort of on like a... Kind of like a... A spirit quest at the moment so it's it's yeah, always kind of yeah, cool to yeah. like catch up with you because i feel like kind of going through it sort of like going through similar similar things yeah 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 at least you know a cleanse of sorts mentally, yeah you know? yeah yeah trying to trying to reshape trying to, things yeah. a bit uh, figure out to... what this whole life thing's about <laughs> you know every time that that language comes up. I just, I can't help but not say what, what's this life for <laughs> fucking Creed song. Oh man. No, you know, you know, so more of, so more on, on a phys- philosophical level, reshaping the, um, the, the, uh, the shape we're given in this life yeah. that we're told make we, your own, make your own shapes. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be a fucking trapezoid. Think outside the box. I want to be a circle. I want to be a circle. I want to be a circle be... that's bigger than the box. <laughs> I don't. I want. I want to. I don't even want to be in the box. I want to be a trapezoid. I want to be. Yeah, I definitely want to be a trapezoid. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. You got some sharp angle, edges and some sharp less, edges. And some less angles. sharp edges. Yes. <laughs> less severe edges. Yes. Yes. What up, degrees? <laughs> So, so, so anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Whoops. Yeah. This welcome. Is, this is what we're doing now. Um, <clears throat> Geometry. So this this week, yeah. we're going to be talking about a classic. Yeah. The, the Blair Witch Project. Pretty much an instant classic. Yeah. 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 A lot of... Um, man, I've got so many... Well, not so many, but, but I've got very vivid memories of, of the Blair Witch Project. I do too. Mm. Uh, too. So many things stemmed off of this. We're going to share some of those with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to dive into that. Yeah, it's so, important. It is. It's always important. 1999 was an important year, yeah. no matter what anybody says. The world was filled, at least the United States, probably the bulk of the world was filled with anxiety, hysteria, hysteria. It was. It was Mostly Y2K. Anxiety. Yeah. We thought that the computers were going to defeat us. Yeah. We thought it was going to be our end. And yeah. So we're now we're caught up dealing with fucking witches. Right. In the woods. And uh, running in circles and someone's lost the fucking map. Yeah. The age old tale. That's stupid Oh my god, man. I can't I uh... I have to be honest, when I was rewatching this, so full disclosure, the last time I saw this was probably in ninety nine. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. in the movie theaters. Makes sense. Um but this time going through it, you know, I had like all these queued up memories of these moments that I yeah. remember seeing like experiencing and even moments where there were like, there was a, a cut of tension where like the audience, as we viewed it in the theater would laugh and I didn't get it Yeah, in 99. Uh-huh. So like I had those moments sort of queued up in my mind as I was watching it just recently. And like, 
I was really laughing at a lot of this movie. Yeah. Um, like yeah. This, the, the whole fucking map thing. The, the, totally. Like I was counting the amount of times I found myself and I've lost that number and it doesn't <laughs> matter. But any of those listening who has either watch it, watched it recently or are uh, feel inspired to watch it, count how many times you hear the word map in oh, this movie. God. Because in that moment when they're like, you've lost the map, Mike, Josh. Heather, map, map. You had the map. I thought you had the map. It said like a hundred times. Yeah, way more than Dora. Yeah, yes. way more. <laughs> way more than Dora. Yeah, it's sure. ridiculous. Um, so anyway. yeah, I <clears throat> I have a couple um, a couple comparison memories as well. Yeah, I remember. Um, I okay. So I thought the marketing genius of the Blair Witch Project. Thinking back on it, mm-hmm. not at the time. Um, was that, uh, you know, people, I guess, our age, whenever that movie was coming out. So I was, I was 13. I was probably a little young. 11? 13, yeah. So we were, we were on the cusp of teen. Yeah. Yeah. We were getting there. But, um, you know, for people that age, it's terrifying. Yeah. And I think the most terrifying thing about it was... The way that they advertised the movie as if it was literally something that, that actually happened was just found. And so, you know? yeah. So, well, to speak to that and to give a little bit of quick history. Yeah. This this was the first found footage film of our lifetime. A def- yes. So it, it's, a, it's, it's important to mention that because I think those who are really entrenched in the genre, um, in the subgenre of found footage will all say that Cannibal Holocaust was yeah. the first fan, found footage film. And I want to say it came out in the 70s. You definitely have to do that on the show. And I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. And it's pretty crude. It's pretty bad. Um, and, and, Crazy. And it's nuts. Yeah. Not bad and bad. Right? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So this, but, you know, as far as our life is concerned, this was my, and I'm sure your, yeah. uh, first taste of found footage. Absolutely. Um, and... Like you said, um, I went into this, and actually specifically myself and Bobby Peterson, shout out to Bobby. What's up, Bob? I'm going to have to let him know to make sure to listen to this episode, <laughs> because I'm going to tell a couple stories that are spe- that specifically included. Good. Yeah. Um, we went into this film thinking thoroughly, thinking that this we were about to watch these three people Me too. die. Me too. Um, like, I'm like, oh shit, like they can show this in a theater. Yeah. I was, I was taken aback by this. I'm definitely going to say part of that was, was my brother being, uh, my brother (laughs) and telling me this all definitely happened. You know, he's my big brother. Of course I'm like, oh shit. Jeez. That did happen. Wow. Why isn't it this? Yeah. Why isn't this in the faces of death category right. of of your blockbuster? Totally, yeah, it should have been. Yeah, but and the yeah. other part of it was, uh, you know, uh, just the way that it was presented to the public. You just, you know, you're already like prepped. You're you're warmed up before you even see the movie because you're yeah. like, I'm definitely gonna watch footage of some cr- like some, some crazy, some crazy scary shit. shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. So. That being said, I uh, I felt that um, that maybe I was playing into a little of the hysteria while I was seeing it for the first time. I think that's a safe and maybe yeah, safe thing to say. 
maybe it's not as terrifying as I once thought. You know, I have to say, <laughs> it is an extremely entry-level, tame found footage film. Kind of, yeah. Um, the thing you encounter, you never really see. Nothing's ever yeah, there's tangible. No, I feel like... Uh, I feel like um, it's always sort of this like creature feature mentality mm-hmm. with found footage. Like there's always got to be like some kind of reveal, right? Right. Yeah. Like, um, let's let's take Deborah Logan for example. The reveal is that she's snake. some kind of weird old snake person thing, <laughs> right? And that's obviously that's not very satisfying. But like at least you know you're like oh oh that's all it. right. So well okay, so that's kind of the deal. So here's the thing, um. From my humble uh, vantage point. Go on. Um, so the most recent burst of found footage we all know. And so uh, anyone listening, we've all seen Blair Witch, right? Yeah. So, um, we're no, no, no spoilers. There's going to be spoilers, but it's okay. Yeah. We've all seen it. Um, but the more recent, um, I guess, uh, I don't know, pulse of uh, found footage came in like 2009. Yeah. I want to say when. Yeah. When the Paranormal Activity franchise began. And and again, to talk specifically to the first Paranormal Activity, which is a brilliant film. Yeah. Done on a very low budget, just like Blair Witch. I think it was like a $40,000 budget or something for Blair Witch. Um, Which is still a fucking ton of money, but not as far (laughs) as Hollywood is concerned. No. You don't tangibly ever see anything in Paranormal Activity. It's the way in which they convey the terror and, again, the fear of the unknown. So sure. I, I do believe, and I'm going to contradict myself here with what I just said, um, the fear of the unknown and what you can't see is, in my opinion, when I watch a, a horror movie, <clears throat> the most terrifying thing of all. Yeah. So what your mind is kind of creating. But I feel like it's up to the director to kind of lead us there agree, a little yeah. bit. And it's, it's executed really, really, really effectively in that first Paranormal Activity. Yes. film in Blair Witch it's very like training wheels we've still got sort the training of, yeah. wheels on because you don't see it you're seeing what the, what is being made of this entity it's yeah. not par- necessarily paranormal or is it um, or is it or is it yeah um, but you never see it and, and by today's standards I guess Blair Witch hasn't quite held up because it's the, just very tame the more the more I thought about it after rewatching it, the more I thought it was it was more of a psychological thriller mm-hmm. with the sort of labyrinthian woods and yeah, uh, the yeah. loss of the map and the the odds go being against the crew and everything. And what was in the fucking? I've wondered this since I was thirteen years old. Yeah, I still don't know. Okay, the the the. The little bindle of sticks. Yeah, with the it was. Are those, uh, was it teeth? I thought it was like a dead animal. I thought it was. I thought it was parts of Josh, the dude that had disappeared, hmm. like his teeth. Because leading up oh, to that point, you hear him yeah, yelling, okay, yeah. like "help" or whatever, or just you know, yelling in pain. That actually kind of makes sense. All right, I have I, no clue. I still haven't quite figured out what the fuck was in that little okay. cloth bag. The other thing about the found footage thing. Um, so I, I also wanted to touch on this today. The, the other thing about the found footage thing is that it all sort of hinges on how clever the cinematography oh, is. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's such a big part of it. Yeah. And they've 
I, I, I think that the cinematography has um, gotten a lot more creative. Yeah, sitting something recently. on a tripod so you're not getting motion sickness. Exactly. It's a good start. <laughs> motion sickness was a big part of this one. Blair Witch. Good, yeah. yeah. But it just, like, the thing is, I felt like there wasn't enough, um, there just wasn't enough, like, cinema savvy to really, like, really convey the mood and the feelings that we were supposed to be having. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, okay. So I was thinking, okay, I was thinking the exact same thing. Okay. Um. If did you have more to that thought? I want you to to get your thought out first well, before I sort of piggyback off of that. I I've been sort of wanting to also say that um, this movie makes me um, upset because I like documentaries a whole lot, <laughs> and watching the documentary scenes made me want to barf. It's a it's a faux doc. It's a documentary. Horrible, yeah. horrible faux documentary. That movie wasn't going to be shit. If they finished filming it, <laughs> yeah, that, that movie wa- was going to be terrible. And super corny. She, it's What's funny She's is... so corny. She keeps on... Heather Donahue <clears throat> keeps on saying how she... She keeps emphasizing to her crew mates, yes. Mike and Josh, and they're shooting this on a digital camera and then also on a 16 millimeter film right, yeah. camera that they've rented somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a pressing matter the entire film. Um, and she keeps emphasizing how she wants this to be serious and she wants to shoot it straight and, and, and just kind of like, uh, you know, emphasize the lore and the history of the town and, and all the things in there. But like, it, yeah, but then if you just think of it from the footage that you're seeing on that 16 millimeter camera, it's yeah. super corny. And yeah. Boring. It sounds terrible. Yeah. And like this, this witch story sounds meh. Now, granted, I guess they never finished it. But That's true. <laughs> they never got. It never was hey, edited. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> they never had a chance to edit. That's that true. Shit. Yeah. Um, That's fair. So what I was going to say are so so the giant leaps that they've taken from '99 to 2009. Yes. Um, as far as found footage goes, is uh, this on two different levels? Okay. So the leap in in uh, I don't know creative filmography. Sure. If you will. Good. Um. Blair Witch, we've, ju- we've literally just got handy cams in the woods running around as if we're watching it as, if, as though it was actually like you're happening. There. Yeah, you're, you're live, it's happening there. You're with those guys. And, it, and it's basically unedited. I mean, there's camera cuts and stuff, but it's yeah. unedited. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels that way. And I did see that there was a music score, but I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear any undertones. I remember, um, I think there were, they were from the uh, documentary. Document, okay, maybe they're yeah. plugging some music in there. But generally speaking, yeah. or something. Yeah, maybe. But generally speaking, it's just, there's no sound other than the, the sound of their voices and them crunching leaves and branches. Yeah. Um, and so, as you can imagine, and again, this is no secret, we've got someone running through the woods, frantically yelling and screaming with a handy cam, so motion sickness is a real thing as you're watching this. Um. Fast forward to 2009, and now you've got more creative ways of scaring your audience. So now you're sticking specifically – I'm just going to compare this right up to Paranormal Activity since I've already brought it up. Now you're sticking cameras uh, for the bulk of the terror moments. So people are running around screaming frantic, right? Right. You're sticking – they're fixed to something. Yeah, Yeah. they're mounted in the corner as a security camera. They're on a tripod because they're monitoring things. I want to say – in either the second or third one, they had the genius idea of sticking it on an oscillating fan, which yeah, is like one yeah. of the best moments of that film. So thought, fucking terrifying. I thought that was so cool, too, because yeah. they you still wanted this. OK, 
I think uh, Oren Pelle, right? I think, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, he. It seemed like they still wanted to uh, have <clears throat> have a versatile uh, environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versatile shots and everything, but it took place in the eighties. So, right. like, how do you, you know? Right. Go, go a, a step, clever touch. Go a step forward yeah. to the the second one where it's all like security cams in like yeah. a big house. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. So I thought the oscillating fan thing was oh my so gosh. cool. It was cool because you have like sort of one environment when it was oscillated all the way to the left, and then you had another environment. I think it was like the living room foyer area, and then the kitchen when it was all the way to the right, and in the middle there was like this wall, so there was darkness for a moment. Yeah. You're sort of at the mercy of the speed of how quickly that fan is oscillating, right? Yeah. right? So it's like fucking genius and terrifying. Super smart. Um, and what a creative use yeah. and clever. So anyway, um, found footage obviously had come a long way in those te- in that 10 years. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, it's very overplayed and the genre is oversaturated. And we're on the tail end of it yeah. um, as it is. But even as I say that and in the same vein... With the six, huge success of the Blair Witch in 99, I want to say in 2000 or 2001 or two, they did a Blair Witch yeah, 2. I saw it. Which was less found footagey and terrible. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just came out. It was either earlier this year or late 2016. Yeah. I think it was 2016. I haven't seen it. Blair Witch, a reboot of sorts. Yeah. And I have not seen it. Um, I know I've already brought him up, but Bobby Peterson has. I don't recall. Is that found footage also? I, I think. Maybe parts of it. Huh. I know very little about it, but what I do know is what Bobby had told me, and okay. he said that if you, as as a fan of the original, I owe it to myself to at least watch it. Yeah. So so I will, and I'll form my judgments then. Well, but there you go. Um, but but let it lie until then. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So anyway, um, I wanted to share a couple like sort of. Okay, so it's probably thinking. Ah, there ah. it is. Okay, sorry, listeners. Just want to make sure, techno from a technology standpoint, we're still rolling. Don't worry, guys. Um, did Did you have a couple you wanted to share too, um, um, specific to the time when the movie came out? Uh, did you have anything that sort of came to mind? I I remember, <clears throat> I remember seeing the movie and hearing only you know little stuff that I would see on TV, and then the rest was my brother Ben. Okay, so so all the information you got came from your brother. Yeah, so Ben hyped it up it to you, yeah, a lot, and you know at the time, rightly so, it's a very very cool idea. Um, but Ben is three years older than me and would never cease at an opportunity to mess with his little brother, who right. is you know like eleven or so, and. Uh, <laughs> So, so rightly so. I, yeah, no, I know. Pretty much fine. Yeah. yeah, I pretty much fell for it right away. I so mean, I was a couple years older, and I was thirteen. Yeah, and I bought into it. So I had seen, I had seen it uh, a few, like once or twice, actually, thinking it was like the coolest thing ever because I don't know. I'm, I'm, all, I've always how, been like how a, edgy. Yeah, I've always been like a morbid kid. And yeah, I'm just me, like, yeah, oh my no. god, they're just like showing this. You know, yeah, like, like I gotta see this. Yeah, no, I felt the same way. And um, and then, <laughs> and then a few days later, I saw the cast on TRL, <laughs> and I realized that it wasn't real, and I was. Just queuing up Freak on a Leash? Yeah. <laughs> At our number one spot, corn. 
for 78 days running. 78. Say it, Heather Donahue. Ridiculous. So, yeah, that was a, that was a swift lesson in, hey, get excited about something, but and also it, it's not real. Also, <laughs> and, and to speak to that, we had, we had at that point in our lives, 11 and 13, experienced that multiple times leading up to that sure, moment. Sure, yeah. We got it with Santa Claus. We got it with the Easter Bunny. Yeah. We got it with... The Tooth Fairy. It taught you know. me to be a more skeptical person. Yes. Calculated. Look at things with a more critical eye. Yes. An yeah. important lesson. Yeah. To which I take. Now I don't believe answer. anyone when they yeah. tell me anything. Yeah, fuck you. You're not telling the <laughs> well, truth. Whatever. I question everything. All right. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> so my experience, again, um, it was Bobby Peterson. Him and I, we were so hyped up about this film. We yes. heard about it. We uh, We knew very little about it. All we knew in our minds was that it was real, and what we were watching was real, what we were about to watch. Yeah. And so we were so fascinated. I remember talking my mom into the very first showing of the very first day it was showed. They, they had they had it playing at Easton. Ah, so yeah. we went to like the 8 a.m., whatever the first showing <laughs> was, the first day it was released. Like we were those guys. All right. I definitely remember there not being a lot of people in the theater for whatever reason. Probably because it was like it, it was yeah, might have been Saturday the morning eight a.m. Yeah, whatever. Um, so we proceeded to watch the whole film. My mom, I think she walked out because she was getting motion sickness. Uh, yeah, and I we get it. <laughs> and our minds were blown. All we could focus on was the fact that we were watching these people die. And, totally. And and Bobby and I came from a place. Not only so, sorry. Yeah. No. Not only die, but be like tormented in the woods by by something that seemingly could very possibly be real if this movie is real, real or paranormal or, or, or yeah, tan, you know, whatever tangible. Yeah, this is proof that something fucked up is happening. Yeah. In the in the other realm. Yeah. On some capacity, potentially, which is what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I want. That's what too. everybody wants when they. Yeah. When they see something that they think might might be real. You, you want know? it. You want to believe it. You want to. I felt like a like a like a Sasquatch hunter. At yeah. That, this at is that like point, the Holy you know? Grail. Right. I'm like, oh. Shit. Finally, everything, all the hunting is coming to fruition And that, here. So, sorry, I'm interrupting your story. No, no, it's fine. Also, this is what I use to convince myself that this is why it was being released in the mainstream. Because it's like, guys, this exists. Guys? we Guys. <laughs> Listen, world. Listen, world. I've been right all along for yeah. all 11 years. There's totally a Blair Witch. We're preaching. And... Now you can sort of know that for sure. <laughs> anyway, go on. So, no, I mean, not much left so here. We, we left the theater, like, in shock. Yeah. Think, you know, like, oh, my God, what did we just see? We had to see it again. Yeah. I don't know if we ended up doing it. But anyway, about a week later, I think I saw a news article of an interview on ABC or something. Yeah. Showing the cast, and I, I didn't. It was like I didn't want to believe it. Same. I was like, same. Fuck. I'm like, maybe it was an interview before. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. The footage was '94. This makes no sense. Obviously, oh god, it's a, it's a fucking, it's, it's, it's a movie. Yeah, it's not real. Yeah. And then everything ended for me. And then the whole world collapsed. (laughs) And then the whole world collapsed. And then everything started after Blair Witch. Then it spawned. So much. Yeah. So much like uh, parody. Sure. So, so all the scary movie films made fun of it in yeah. some capacity. There was a porn dedicated to it called the Bear Bitch Project. Cool. 
um, that I watched on Scrambled Porn. There you go. At 14, 13. Yep, I did admit that on the podcast. <laughs> and those those teenage boys and any man who's listening right now, we've all been there. So yep. don't pretend like you didn't do it. Yeah. Um, let's just see. Relax. Everyone relax. <laughs> this is not a confessional. We've all done it. We're not calling you out. We're just saying, admit what you did. We're human. Um, oh my gosh. So many different things. There was outside of the parodies. Then there were the sequels and then there were, then found footage became a, a legitimate. Right. And then it all money just, hog. Yeah, yeah. It like came Cash full cow. circle and yeah. they decided. And, you know, it's really it's it's really interesting to think about the found footage sort of subgenre of horror because, um, you know, Blair Witch, you would think that it was a template, but watching it a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I did, I thought it was more of a uh, entry level. Yeah. First like a step, like a learning experience, yeah, like, like well, a sort of like a trailblazer, you know, for sure. I mean, it's a really like in theory, when you just think of the script of the film, it's a great premise yeah, for totally. something fucked up totally. it, that you can pass as being real. Yeah. Like this yeah. student film. It was, yeah. It was like watching a magic trick, but, uh, for whatever reason, Everyone else in the world told you all at the same time that the magic trick wasn't real. Yeah, like, oh, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the whole world let you down. Oh, geez, guys. I remember in that... <sighs> trap door the whole time? It was, a, tra- it was a Houdini. What the Come fuck? On. It's not real? Um, I remember in that era, in that point of my life, my sort of early teen years, uh, all my closest friends at, at that time, and most of them are still my closest friends... Um, we used to do a lot of our own filming yeah. with our little digital handy cam. Mm-hmm. So we would do in the summer and even in the winter and stuff, we would do like upcoming movies. So we had this thing where we would just record a whole bunch of like really corny, stupid movie trailers <laughs> yeah. and it was all quick cut. And we had all these little quirky, stupid things that we did because we were all bored preteens, yeah, sure. basically, you know, just entertaining ourselves. So off the momentum of the the Blair Witch Project, um, it was it was I want to say it was our neighbors and actually the son of my uh, pet's vet for the longest time and I'll, I'll to protect the identity of everyone <laughs> I'll keep it all anonymous but if you're from my hometown we all know who I'm talking about here but anyway he was he was a friend of mine and he, we were all relative in age I I, I want to say he was a couple years older than us um, and we all bowled together at the time this was in my bowling days. <laughs> Um, he started him and his friends started this film called the Blair goat project. And it was based (laughs) off this guy that was in our bowling league who had the last name Blair, who lived on a farm and had had a goat. And so every Saturday morning at 10 AM, which was when we would come, we would all go to the bowling alley for our league. He would always bring his camera in and like interview people at the bowling alley, (laughs) just like you see in the Blair Witch project. Like, so oh, when was man. the first time you saw the Blair Goat and that sort of stuff? And I just remember he came into, like, we would, uh, my friends, we would all hang out in our basement. Right. Because that was where the music happened. That was where we could, like, eat pizza, drink pop, and be heathens. Yeah, sure. The, the heathens we go thought wild. we were. Yeah, go wild. <laughs> um, I remember one evening him and his friends, like, burst into the basement door access and with the cameras and, like, surprised us. And we all just did this journey into the woods <laughs> with the camera, pretending, like, behaving as though and filming it all. Like, we were trying to track down the Blair goat. Sure, yeah. And this this film exists somewhere. So, 
if if the person who made this, and again, to protect your identity, I won't say your name. <laughs> if you're listening, if there's a chance you're listening, please send me a digital or tape copy of the uh, Blair Goat Project. I would love please. to watch this again. Yes. Again, this probably happened in 2000. Okay. This was all filmed, so now we're talking 17 years ago. There you go. So those are my sentimental stories of the Blair Witch and it. what it meant to me. I love it. Well, um, yeah. let's... Uh, Let's jump into advice and maybe a summary. Okay. I have a one one line summary. Okay. A verdict, I will say. Do you wanna do you wanna kick it off? Do you want Sure. Me? Okay, yeah, go for it. So Okay. <laughs> if um if you don't know somebody, I don't know. Maybe don't put him in charge of the map. Oh yeah. That was a big one for me. I was like, why are you giving this dude? Fucking Mike? Mike, yeah. Mike was Mike fucking dropped the ball. Yeah, hard. Mike sucked all the time. And, and jo- so, uh, so those who need a refresher course, there are three. Everyone remembers there were three. There was yeah. the girl Heather Donahue. There was Josh, the guy with the ponytail. Yep, the brony tail. Mm-hmm. And then there was Mike, the other, the third one that most of us. <laughs> the have, third one. The third one. Most <laughs> That's of us. Pretty much his. Most of us kind of forgot him. Yeah. But he's the one that lost the map. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a big topic in the movie movie is the map being lost well mike One could argue the only topic the, the only movie. topic potentially because they're lost yeah my fucking mike kicks it into the lake unbeknownst to anyone else and then decides after everyone's gone maniac yeah. to divulge this information yeah and i just felt like why His... did he have it in the first place like there why, why there didn't did seem to be any place? like plot point that was like well, Mike knows these woods. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> he was the one he actually there was a very specific moment where like, you know, Heather had led them astray. And so Josh and Mike seemingly. And so Josh and Mike are questioning her integrity and her directional abilities. Yeah. Um. So, you know, someone else grabs the map and it's Mike and Mike staring at the map. And there's this one specific moment where Mike staring at the map and the cameras on him looking at the map. And there's like this pause of silence and he just flat out says i'm gonna be honest this is all greek to me i don't know what the fuck i'm looking at he didn't quite say it like yeah. that but he definitely says like this is all greek to me then why keep it why the fuck did you have the map then God. after that? yeah okay so that was that was one of my big gripes because <laughs> yeah. it's like dude n- not dude heather dude you don't know <laughs> this that. guy yeah you know this guy take the map don't, back don't put him in charge of your map yeah he doesn't know anything either <laughs> also there was a thing that really like drives me crazy, but they do it in movies all the time. Like whenever somebody's getting lost, the quintessential line is, "We've already passed this before." Yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, "Dude, come on. When's the last time you were out in the woods and you're like, I've seen this tree? Never. Right, right. Get out of town. Get yeah. That's I mean it's 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 a it's a it's a tool that." I feel like the filmmakers use to emphasize that they're lost. Yes, I agree. Yes. And I feel like that's what they do in all movies. And I'm just like, that's bullshit. Yeah, no. Why don't you guys stop it? Yeah, stop. So, okay. I just want to say, I want to, I want to jump into my, one of my pointers of advice. Cause it sort of piggybacks off of that. Cool. What did we all learn from Hansel and Gretel? <laughs> right. It's a fable of sorts. Of sorts. <laughs> I mean, the real Hansel and Gretel would probably take. They'd probably say something different with that. But. but I'm I'm not saying leave actual breadcrumbs 
yeah. but I'm saying leave some do so, something. Do something to trace your steps. It, if you're going in, okay. So Heather mentions at one point that where they're because they're going off trail, and this is the way I envision it. Their their path is su- such as. It's it's a triangle of sorts, right? Yeah. So they go to this rock, whatever it was called, where these people were tied together and killed, and then they go to the 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 rock pebble cl- uh, grave site yes. of the seven kids. Yeah. And then they do a straight. They're supposed to do a straight line back, right? Right. So to, to the car. Yeah. So here's the car, rock, stone grave. Back to the car. Got That's it. sort of the how I interpreted their their path. Yeah. But if I were them, I would be leaving calculated trail notes or marks or whatever the tire. Bring ri- a can of spray paint. Bring ribbon, like, come man. Come on, man. Bring fucking ribbon. Yeah. Tie it around your trees as you go, and then when you on your way out, you untie them every time you reach a landmark. That's very we, green. We all learned it from Hansel and Gretel. Minus the breadcrumbs. Yes. yes. It's a very green method of doing yeah. it. That's, so you just undo really nice. what you've done, but use it as Leave a, only footprints. <laughs> yes. Leave only footprints. So that's one facet of my advice. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have any uh, other things of note? <clears throat> um, just to piggyback, <laughs> piggyback off we're, we're of your piggybacking we're, off of mine. Inceptioning piggybacks. I mean, it, I mean, it, you can only really give so much advice because it all... It all took place in like the span of 12 hours right. or so <laughs> so you only had like one sitting of bad decisions to to work with right yeah um so i i was also thinking when they went into the woods it it kind of looked like you know when you're driving along the road and you just see like woods on the side of you i this but no is trails. A, this is the gripe I've had. A, if, if you're going where I think you're going with this, okay. this is the gripe I've had since the day I saw this film. Yeah. It, w- when I realized it wasn't real. So they like park the car somewhere random. Yeah. They walk like directly into the woods. No yeah. trail, no nothing. They're just taking it on faith that they're at some place and they're going to know exactly where they're going. And then they're going to go to the second site and then they're definitely going to come back with no trails and no uh, experience walking the trail. Right. I was just like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sh- if it, you're it, going off trail, at least you started on a trail. Is anyone a topographer here? Yeah. Like, like you can't park You can't park your car next to the woods and be like, oh, we're definitely going to find our car after this. Well, the same sort of thing kind of happened in The Descent. <laughs> they sort of just the, drive somewhere and drop it off and then descend. But again, they're going down. That's not- true, but... I feel like I learn something new every time that I do this show, so I didn't catch that then. Ah. But now, I would definitely give them that advice. Well, okay, so also, and this may have just be, uh, since a little bit of time has passed since the last time you watched it, Right. it doesn't occur over 12 hours. It's like four or five days, nights, days and nights pass. You're right. Over the span of it. it, it, Not a big, obviously not a big deal, but... I just figured... A small span of time. A, sm- a small set of actions that are happening in a relative small scope of time. Yes. And I agree with you 100%. Like, like, the, like no one's experienced. Like, no one, there's no in- clear indication of any version of a trail. And she does talk a lot about going off trail. But So my gripe, and this is what She was I, too confident. She was too confident. I think. She was being a typical director. Yes. <laughs> she was being very controlling 
but also didn't take a lot of responsibility when things went bad. Until the end, Sorry, in that infa- infamous scene when she's holding the camera under her snout and, and snotting and crying so everywhere. And then she owns up to everything. Yeah, yeah. The, the scene that's been... The confessional the scene. Confessional, the confessional scene. <laughs> the one that's been parodied like a million, million times. times. I'm pretty sure like I've done it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the panting yeah. and crying. Yep. So, so what I sort of thought you were going to say, and this is a gripe I've had since day one. Maybe it's only me. But I feel like there are many scenes in this film that look as though they're on the edge of the woods, not deep in the thick of the woods. Yeah. There's and, always like a little sunlight shining through. And, like, and it looks like there's a break in yeah. the trees or something. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily a tree, like a road. Maybe it was the, maybe it was the woods that they chose. Yeah. Was, but all of the trees also seemed like well spaced. Yeah. They weren't, they were dense, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't like a densely, it didn't seem like. You know, they were in a, a fucking jungle or anything. Right. Like, they just kind of seemed like <laughs> they were in some Amazonian. Their uncle's backyard. Yeah, like, there's a <laughs> fort in the tree. Should we stay there for the night? <laughs> like, what? It's like where they <laughs> where they make two housing developments. Yeah, right. With like a half mile of woods between them. Well, also that house that they stumble into at the infamous climax and end of the film. Yeah. Isn't like a log cabin from the 1800s. It, nope. It's made of like maybe stucco yeah. or drywall or something. Like, yeah. obviously, manufactured wood of sorts. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's old, likely, but it looks it's not a little slapped together. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It didn't look like a, a castle or anything. Pretty sure I saw an Anderson sticker on the window. <laughs> Can't be that fucking old. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> so, here's a gripe I, I, I have with the film. So my so I've I've given advice. Now I'm going to give another gripe. We've already gri- we were griping about yeah, it. Yeah, why not? Let's critique this fucker. So <laughs> there's the one. Okay, so the thing is right. Like one of the, it's that rock, whatever the name of the the, the rock was. But then there's like the graves, which yeah. I admittedly at the time when I watched it back in '99 didn't know that when we saw these little piles of smaller rocks, those were supposed to be the graves. I was like, what the fuck are these? I realized yeah. as I watched it recently that those were supposed to be the graves and that there are seven of them representing the seven kids yep. that were put into the woods and never came out because they were killed or whatever, disembodied. They were Blair Witched. Yeah, they were Blair Witched. <laughs> they just made a verb out of her. <laughs> Yo, have you been Blair Witched before? <laughs> um, so here's my question, and this is... Okay, so in the tale of the story... Of the Blair Witch, and it's from a town called Blair, which is now called Burkittsville. Mar- yeah. It's in Maryland. When, as we're watching, it's called Burkittsville. But 200 years ago, it was called Blair, Maryland. Um, so the story goes that there were these seven kids, right, that were taken into this basement. And, the, and the, what happens, mm-hmm. as the tale goes, is one kid, they, they, they descend the basement in pairs, Two at a time, right? Yeah. One is, faces the corner because he's a child and he's in timeout while the other one is being killed. And then in the thought is because uh, the, the killer, whether it's a witch or some homicidal maniac, um, can't bear the, the probing eyes watching yeah, him or whatever. Whatever. A psychopath. Reason. Psychopath. Go figure. Yeah. And then so after the one is killed, then the, the one from the corner is then taken and then he is killed. And then the next pair go down. And then the next pair go down. And then the next pair go down. Right. There were seven kids. That's yeah, an man. odd number. Catch on. 
Also that, yeah. That's that's my gripe. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> what? So what happened when there was just the one kid? So if they're going down in pairs, you got two, four, six. Is the other kid just like, oh, so, so the party's over? Um, they're all my dis, <laughs> like dismembered friends. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's, Does he not get the chance to the, stand in the corner? There's absolutely no. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. It. But he doesn't deserve it because he was stupid enough to go down when six of his friends went down and haven't come back. Right. Yeah. And it's probably. I mean, you know, I don't do uh, murder logistics very often, but I would assume that <laughs> killing six children would probably take some time. Yeah. And then when you're like, safe. Guess. Hey, Billy. Come on down. It's your turn. Come on down. Then it's like... You're number seven. Uh, I don't know. I've been up... I've been standing outside of this basement for an hour or several. I don't know. Well, like... Again, not a murder lo- logistician. Yeah. <laughs> logistician? <laughs> Whatever. That's, a, that's good. I love that. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Write that down, man. Okay. I will. Logistician. I, in fact, will. Um, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, come on, kid. I'm just like, saying that. I'm like, done with you. My gripe here is that if his thing, her thing, its thing, is taking kids down in pairs because there's been this influx in, but roughly 200 years ago of child deaths. Yeah. If, if its thing is killing kids in pairs, <laughs> why seven? Yeah. That definitely. I'm just, I'm just, say, I'm just saying, writers of the film. I'm just I, saying, writers. Are I'm just saying, get back at me and let me know just why you called him out. Why didn't you do eight? Just calling him out nine years later. Why didn't Why didn't you do six? Why didn't you do eight or six? Why did it have to be seven? Yeah, that's. I, a, I, I'm just saying that's a reasonable question. And then the, the obvious sort of lame advice I have outside of what we've already talked about is uh, choose your map carrier wisely. But we've already sort of talked about that. That yeah. was kind of your advice anyway. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah, fucking Mike screwing it up. Yeah. History right. has all but forgotten Mike. Everyone remembers when they think of the Blair Witch Project, at least I do. I can't speak for everyone. When I thought of the Blair Witch Project, and it had been 17, 18 years since I'd seen it, um, I did not remember that. Th- I knew. I remember there were three. Yeah. I Vaguely. I remember there was Heather, the the woman. Yeah. And I remember there was this guy that I didn't remember his name was Josh, but I remember it was like the long haired hippie looking camera. Yeah. Dude yeah. With the 16 millimeter camera. But I didn't remember Mike and Mike's role in this film was to lose the goddamn map because he's this wild card guy that yeah. Josh just wild finds. Card. Yeah. And he's a stranger. Yeah. I know. And so just to, just to again, emphasize your advice. Don't hand it to someone who, one, can't read a map, and two, is someone you just don't fucking know. Yeah, why would you? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I already, I'm sorry. I I've already gotten fired up about it. I'm not going to I'm not gonna keep it up. Um, so, but, yeah, all in all, I, I think uh, I think it's important. I know we're, like, picking this movie apart. But, <laughs> but it's only fair. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind it's, of like. It's uh, fair. It's fair. It, it's kind of like. It's kind of like watching. Um, I don't know. Let's say the let's say the never ending story, and then watching it ten years later right. and being or like, as an adult, maybe this wasn't quite as good. It's not quite as magical as an yeah. adult than it was when you first saw it. Sure. And this in in Blair Witch, the Blair Witch deserves the credit that it received, 
and and is yeah, due. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's a groundbreaking movie that that gave rise to our generation. Our generation. Um, yeah. Speaking, you and I and our age group of of found footage films. Yeah. So we owe. And you know, that. you could definitely make the argument that it really. It really lit a fire. It absolutely big time, big time. Not Huge, only for yeah. the, uh, I'll use air quotes, Blair Witch franchise, which is you know, yeah. sometimes every once in a while they can always dust off the old Blair Witch, make a quick buck. Yeah, right. But also, you know, the found footage genre, the whole genre. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this. But all those who are like, no, it was Cannibal Holocaust was the first found footage film. It was definitely that movie. It was definitely that movie. I feel like it lit a fire under those folks to declare that no, it it wasn't Blair Witch. So it sort of brought that to the mainstream surface. So, so, So you can really give a movie like, well, not a movie like The Blair Witch Project, a lot of credit where it deserves it. And it it does deserve it. Blair Witch is a really... uh... It's a really hinge type of movie. Like it really uh, led to a lot of um, you know good conversations and great culture. Uh, you know, you could always argue good comedy, um, right? Yeah, that's that's you know all the parodies. It led to a lot of conversations that if you th- if you really think about it and try to cut out the the BS, really led to a lot of. Um, you know, special, special films yeah, and, and, uh, an entire genre that ignited, has, yeah. that has been completely overplayed. <laughs> yes. And, oh, yes. Overplayed, oversaturated, but you know, would we be better off without it? Of course I mean, not. yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. I, if I, you like horror and you don't like to take yourself too seriously when you're watching it, found footage is a lot of times it's the way to go. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun alternative. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. There's one little thing that I wanted to add about this. I meant to mention it earlier, but it's just a little blurb about watching it the first time versus watching it the second time. Yeah. I very clearly remember when when we were in the theater watching it, Josh makes that one like comment about being yeah, – they're like – complaining about being in the backwoods and it's going to be fine. And then he sort of makes this off the cuff comment. He's like, yeah, but you've seen deliverance. And I remember everyone in the theater laughing at that and not understanding why. Yeah. At 13 years old. And now I get it. Now that you've seen deliverance, that joke landed. It makes sense. You got the banjo part. There you go. Totally. Made no sense to me as a 13 year old. I was like, why are people laughing? I I pretend laughed and laughed (laughs) I pretend laughed to fit in <laughs> right at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally worth a rewatch then. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Absolutely. That's your takeaway. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There's always something to learn. <laughs> well, my verdict on the movie was that it's important to the genre, but currently if you saw something that came out tomorrow that was of the caliber and quality of the Blair Witch project, you'd be like, hmm. Well, there's actually a no good dozens on yeah. <laughs> on Hulu. Actually, a- everyone's looking to make a buck on the on the buzz of the yeah the subgenre. I it's actually one of my favorite things to do when bad I, found footage. Yeah, when I get to stay home to work, I just watch like the the bad ones, <laughs> like the worst, the worst. Yeah, oh, like, I agree. <laughs> there was <laughs> I watched one. I'm 
Uh, I'm not going to apologize because I don't remember the name. It's not worth remembering. <laughs> but <laughs> there was there was honestly 10 minutes of leaf crunching in the woods. <laughs> that made and, me hungry. And I was just like, hmm. This is getting boring. Okay. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder where this could possibly go. <laughs> and then I... Uh. Then I thought about Blair Witch, and I was like, okay. Well, well to, okay, so to speak to your this point. This one just came out too late. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, 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 sorry, man. If it was 99, you would have held up. Yeah, man. But again. Cutting edge. That film owes it to the Blair Witch. Absolutely. So, okay, so to speak to the point you made and to sort of put it in uh, in analogy form or whatever, um, no one, I shouldn't say no one, the majority of folks um don't purchase an old phone a flip phone and are impressed by it they True. they respect what it meant at the time and where it came from okay be, fair enough i might, might be going be out of a limb there <laughs> iris my first flip phone i think of in fond memories me too yeah me too yeah. but i would never want another one no. right yeah. What's so same thing here with the blair witch right it served its purpose at the time that it came out it Things have surpassed it on many levels, but without it, um, you know, uh, none of the other ones could have existed. Yeah. It's sort of like that um, tale of travel and exploration. Um, There's a quote that's associated with that, and I'm not even going to pretend to remember it. But it's basically saying something along the lines of, "It, it it may have been easy for you and not a big deal for you, but it took me to pave it for you in order for you to get there. Doesn't it's it, some version of a doesn't cult. it sort of like make you look back on the last decade and just be like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, wow, wow, you know, just oh, like yeah. how how much has happened since the Blair Witch Project has come out, and you know, not, I mean, I don't want to get too, well, <laughs> too well, gosh, broad. it's almost twenty years old now. That's yeah, that's, yeah, I don't want to go too broad, but like, you know, um. All of the things that came from the Blair Witch Project, and you could say that about, Jesus, everything. The last, you know, 20 or so years were unbelievable when you think about where, if you think about the Blair Witch Project as a starting point and uh, horror as it is now, oh yeah, just like, oh my God, this is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. You know, re- like realms you never thought imaginable yeah so, no i don't know no no it's i'm it's, sure every generation sort of feels that way yeah but it takes and, it takes a specific movie to look back at like the blair witch project because i think you and i were both at this level in our lives where um at least for me the blair witch really like stood out to me oh yeah me too 100 percent. i was and, on the same page you know it's we, we find we find firsts across the board in any mu- movie genres but um, specific to like the slasher horror subgenre, yeah. Halloween, and and you know those like that was like considered and is considered the first mainstream slasher yeah. film. And Can you imagine it's very how tame. mind blowing that would have been though? In yeah, seeing that it, in, at the time, yeah, in like seventy seven, seventy eight, when unbelievable, it came out, that would have been yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. And Scream was yeah. the was the uh, I mean there were. The, Okay, so there was Halloween, and then there was all the 80s slashers that yeah. we all come to know and love on, right. for all their cheese and corn. And then in the mid-90s, it was reignited 
by Scream, just yeah. like Paranormal Activity reignited, reignited again from footage, yeah. from the Blair Witch. Yeah, definitely. So it's all, it all has to be inspired from something. All anyway, right. we're, we're gonna, gonna button this up. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you haven't seen the Blair Witch Project, wow. Wow. Watch it and get a couple jokes you may not have gotten. <laughs> there you go. There aren't a lot of them in there. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there's probably one. Uh, for the next time, we're going to be uh, going to something a little more modern. Yeah. I think it was 2016. Yeah. We're going to be watching The Resort. With a Z. With a Z. Because that indicates zombies. This is what we figured out before we started the show. Z is just the universal symbol for there's zombies in this it's movie. The shor- it's, the, it's the shorthand. Yeah. And and neither one of us have so seen look a out, trailer. look out, Zorro. Watch out, Zorro. Somebody's on your tail. Somebody's on your tail. <laughs> and full disclosure, we were just sold by the description synopsis of the film. Totally. We haven't watched the trailer. We Not know nothing all. about it. It's basically a resort that all zombies have been confined to as, as though it were a prison or island. And then the security system goes down in a very Jurassic Parkafarian kind of way. It definitely sounds a lot like Jurassic it's Park like, with zombies. Which ignited my interest. So, my, there, my, hopefully there's a Goldblum knockoff. I hope. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be great. An Ian Malcolm knockoff? Yeah. His who name's would, like Ian... Who wouldn't love that? Malcant? Malcant? Malcant. <laughs> Malnourished? There you go. All right. <laughs> so, watch that for next time. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Uh, go to firstdaypodcast.com for all of our shows. Uh, click through our Amazon banner at the bottom of this show's link and shop the way you normally would. It just gives us a little bit back to keep this uh, keep this tiny little studio going. And um, yeah, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at GIT Podcasts. That's it. That's it. All no right. Plugs. Thanks, kids. Thanks, guys. Can't wait until the next episode. Resort. <laughs> <laughs>